Okay, so. Yes. I was thinking, this is my plan. What's the plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Well, well, well. My, my, my. Well, well, well. Let's take a ride. Beep, 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 beep. Attention fold. Attention fold. This just over the wire. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Extra, 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 extra. The Pope is Here a heretic. Go. Wait a second. No. <laughs> Here you go, kid. Here's my quarter. Yeah. Good All times. Right, give me the give me the skinny, kid. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us what's going on, Neil. You tell us what's going on. What, what, did, what did you read or what did Lisa pass off to you or what's what's happening here? Yes, apparently. Oh, of course. I <laughs> Everything's on my phone that I'm zooming on. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, well, well, apparently the Pope is saying that he is, he is in support of civil unions of same-sex couples. Right. That sounds right to you. Yes. Yeah, so that was on a um, it was on an interview on a documentary. So let me go ahead and pull up the actual stuff here. Um, right. I got my information from. <laughs> I think I originally saw a sound blurb from uh, Channel Eight News, uh-huh. our local CBS affiliate. And then when we looked a little harder, we found out that uh, I guess uh, the main CBS ran something with it and I watched the minute and a half clip I think they played on the evening news the national evening news uh huh yeah did they have audio from the documentary um no they did not it was they I think they showed um video of the documentary okay but but it was a real quick uh minute and 20 seconds or something where and I think they interviewed uh, Monsignor I forgot who it was and he was just kind of explaining it, you know, real quickly. You know, gotcha. Or if you want me to re, you know, say, it, you know, his main thing was saying that our civil laws have changed and have updated, and the Pope wants to recognize, or the Church, I guess, is saying that we're recognizing some of these civil laws because since they've updated, if we don't recognize these things. It would make us seem very discriminatory, but we are not changing any church doctrine or any of that kind of stuff. Right. So that's where that's where the question ends up, ends up lying. Then. So here's the, here's the actual language. So it came from a, a documentary, and it's comments on a documentary. It's not like the documentary was about LGBTQ stuff or anything like that. Right. Right. It's just a it's something he dropped, kind of right. Yeah, like all this stuff always is that people grab onto or whatever. No, it's a portion of the documentary that reflected on pastoral care for those who identify as LGBT. Right. Uh, homosexuals have a right to be a part of the family. They are children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should be thrown out or made miserable because of it. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's that's all that's all stuff that we can that's that's normal. There's nothing new there. That's all stuff that we've been teaching for for years and years and years. Nothing. Yeah, nothing's that's, changed. That's that I see is a very common misconception of of the Catholic Church. Right. Is that we hate the gays and we want them to go to hell for their right. sodomistic ways. Right, and that's but, the that's the stupid thing too because like. I, the church is is probably the best place for anybody who identifies as homosexual or any um, 
or bi or trans or anything like that because we're not going to label you as merely that. We're going to label you, you first as a child of God with inherent dignity regardless of how you act or regardless of whether we see your actions as sinful. My actions are sinful and I'm not, I'm not labeled by them. I'm labeled as a child of God type deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way that I, that that's the way that always comes about. So anyway, so he continues. So after those remarks uh, and a comment likely to spark controversy among Catholics, Pope Francis weighed in directly on the issue of civil unions for same sex for same sex couples. Right. So he says um, we have to uh, what we have to create is a civil union law. That way they are legally covered. The Pope said I stood up for that. And he's referring to back in two thousand. Um, I think it was a te- oh no here we go 2010. Um, Pope Francis opposed efforts to legalize same-sex marriage while in uh, while um, the Pope biographer suggested that Francis supports supported the idea of civil unions as a way to prevent a wholesale adoption of same-sex marriage in Argentina. So that's that's the um, the language that uh, um, he used whenever he was Archbishop of Buenos Aires was this idea of. Um, He's going to uh, uh, supporting the idea of civil unions, which is something we had. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but it's something similar to what we talked about, you and I. Um, do, have we talked about this on the podcast before? I don't think so. I know I've I've talked a lot about it, and I usually get into sex, which. Let's talk about I sex, will. baby. <laughs> you and me. Because that's the thing. I've always been – well, me in a – okay, so we're going to get personal. Yeah, for me personally, I have, I have always been, you know, pro-same-sex marriage civilly because I don't see a problem with it on a civil level because, you know, I mean, the, the rules are just kind of a little lax there anyway, <laughs> you know. Compared to all the rigorous things that the Catholic Church has. And, you know, especially for things, you know, because like we say, as we we do treat the uh, gay community as children of God and you want them to have certain rights and stuff. And, you know, you're, you know, you know, me being a child of the 80s and you see all those things where it's like, whoa, the 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 gay couple, the the ones in the hospital and the other one can't visit because they're not family or marriage or recognized marriage or any of the other legal stuff where it's like, you know, inheritance of things or making decisions or all that kind of stuff, right. you know, or even with uh, adoptions and all that things like that. I, I feel like on a civil way, you, we should recognize, you know, a same sex marriage, you know, and I'm not against any of that stuff. But I understand the church's stance on it because what I always try to get to is the church has some strict rules on sex stuff. And (laughs) I like to point out to people that some of those rules are still strict and tough on straight hetero. I almost said straight hetero like a dummy. Uh, That's a real, it's a big, huge mega thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> too many synonyms uh, the church has its own tough rules on sex stuff for straight married people so if you're going to do stuff boy I don't know how far we want to get with this <laughs> just keep going I can edit okay. anything out if we need to <laughs> alright because 
here's the deal. We always get on, you know, the problem we have with the, you know, with, oh, geez, how do I want to put this out? Because the thing, too, and you could f- jump in here if you need to, like, because I know the point is, you know, the homosexual act is the part that we are not in favor of, the church is not in favor of. Right. But, like I'm saying, is even the non-homosexual act is still unfavorable unfavored by the church so let's take it this way maybe the non-homosexual act is unfavored by the church well think of it because here's the thing sex vaginal sex to completion is what the church would like you to do right so if you are doing non-vaginal sex to completion the church says no you're not supposed to do that because i in a sense, you're allowed to warm up the car in certain ways. <laughs> but as long as it parks in the garage. I remember a priest once said, yeah, it doesn't matter what you do before, just as long as everything ends up in the right place at the end. So, <laughs> No pun intended. Uh, no, 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 because that's not right. Oh, gotcha. That's it's right. not allowed to end up in the end. <laughs> but am I going to have to put an explicit tag on this one? I am really trying. To. I, I might have to put an explicit tag on this one just for the content. Well, I mean, because think about it. Okay, here's the deal. I know, huh? Everybody's going to be like, oh, Neil. But then anybody who knows me is going to be like, oh, well, duh. But... <laughs> Because I'm just saying that if you and your wife or me and my wife and you want to get you want to get a handy here, the church is like, no, 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 no. But if you want to start it up that way and then finish by doing regular sex, then it's okay. So the point is little things like that or getting oral sex and you know, finishing there, that's not right. And we've already, you know, people have already talked enough about masturbation is wrong. So you have all these things that we can roll into sex that the church is still on our case about. And it has nothing about being gay with any of those. And they're still wrong, you know. So even just think about all the fooling around that you do before you get married. Oh, well, we didn't have sex. Well, yeah, but did you do a handy? Yeah. Did you do oral? Yeah. Did you do anal? Maybe. Okay. So as long as you didn't have sex, it's okay? No. So you see what I'm saying? Right. That these are all these little loopholes we've done. And I don't know how many girlfriends you had or dude what, but there's certain things that have happened, you know, for people. I don't know any, but... (laughs) As I take a drink, um, oh, yep. you know, that most people will say, okay, you know, most people will be like, oh, that's no big deal or whatnot, but the church is still going to be bad. And like the old view of the church was, you know, like, hey, you know, the Baltimore Catechism is like, hey, you know, you burn your hands off because of what you touched, but all that kind of stuff. So I'm just trying to point out that we're always, you know, quick to be saying, oh, see, those those homosexual acts are so bad, but we always forget that the church is still like, hey, those heterosexual acts, you got to do it the right way. Even you well, married people, David and Neil, 
Like, not to each other, uh, though. That's a different podcast. I'm too tired. I'm too... Well, if we were, that goes back to the homosexual acts. <laughs> it's the same yeah. compot co- podcast. Yeah. But if we do the... Oh, honey, I'm too tired. How about you now? You give me a little quick... <laughs> See, I don't know. Yeah. So, so <laughs> in order to get into some of the theology of, of any of the why to understand any of this, you're going to have to get back into anthropology and the telos of, of stuff, right? What things are made for, the, the purpose of things. Because ultimately this comes all down to natural law. That's, that's what this is boiling down to, right? And so um, – like natural law is the the telos or or the end or the um, the purpose for a thing for because everything has you know Aristotle talks about four causes. This is getting really nerdy really fast, but Aristotle has four causes right the uh, to to explain a thing right. So the material cause, what it's made out of, um, it's a um, uh, essential cause, uh, the the essence of what it is, what what the thing actually is. Um, it's formal cause, and then um, the last one is the final cause, the purpose for what it is made, the purpose for what it is, the, the, its design, so to speak, right? Um, and whenever we talk about the telos, everything has a telos. Like you think about, um, you think about your cell phone, right? We created the cell phone. It has a telos of being able to manage my life, make phone calls, keep me in touch with people, and all that stuff, right? Um, even and then we go biologically, right? Food has a telos, or food has an end, right? The 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 purpose of food, or, or actually just just say eating. Eating has a telos. Eating has an end. The purpose of eating is nourishment, and and it gives pleasure. You know, it does those two things, right? Um, but whenever you um, if you were to separate the two of uh, the ends from the the notion of eating. Uh, what it what happens so like if you if you separate the um, nourishment end from eating and you're just seeking the pleasure end of it you know without taking in any nourishment that looks like bulimia right because you're going to try to chew stuff up and eat eat all the stuff that you want to binge and and then you purge you you you, you throw up everything right uh, or if uh, going mm-hmm. the other way around that um, you focus not on the nutrition um, but but you do you forsake um, uh, everything for the uh, um, for the nutrition only you know and and the most effective way to get nutrition in your body is intravenously right so the, then you you're actually taking the pleasure element out of this thing and you've actually kind of broken the end or broken the purpose of of eating right and so whenever we talk about moral law or moral law when we talk about natural law. Um, the the primary uh, focus uh, of the, of the moral law or the moral life is to uh, do good and avoid evil, right? And so, to the to the the closer we get to um, the telos of a thing, the more um, the more right it is. You know, the more that we're that we're using that thing appropriately, the the more that I actually use my phone. To order my life and to make phone calls to keep me in touch with people, the more that I'm I'm fulfilling its purpose versus you know um, whatever you know what else do you use a phone for, like scrolling in- endlessly on the internet that takes me away from actually getting being productive and all those things or whatever right? Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's that's the telos of a thing. So sex is the same way. Sex has a telos. It has an end. It. It does things physiologically, right? And so 
when we're talking about the ends of of sex, what we're talking about is uh, obviously um, uh, bonding. Bonding is one of the ends of sex. It does uh, physiologically bond the two people together. Uh, the other one's fecundity. Like it's it reproduces. Sex is how babies are made. Duh, duh, duh. Um, and so since those two things are the the ends of sex, whenever you separate them, uh, you are uh, doing damage, or you're not reaching. Uh, you're you're making a uh, making an offense to the moral order, the moral law, right? So that's why what what you had said, Neil, was this idea of like um foreplay uh but only doing foreplay to to go to orgasm or whatever is um is uh, opposed to the telos of sex because a there's no bonding there's only there's only pleasure for the one person and then b there's no fecundity there's no openness to to life there's no fruitfulness there um it's like the bulimia exactly it's like the bulimia in, in a way and so that's i'm just that's, eating this pie because i love the pie yeah, and, and so now that we're talking about laws, and Good so now sex. that, and sex, so now whenever sex, whenever sex starts getting into the law of anything, so the purpose of civil law is, um, to defend uh, the rights, the inalienable rights of every person, right? Uh, but its limit does not can't go beyond the moral or the natural law. Like you can't just make up random laws, right? Um, that's not uh, that's uh, because laws are are designed for inalienable rights that um, uh, that fit in line with with the the, the moral law, right? So uh, if a law c- uh, contradicts right reason, then it's not a good law. Like a law that says um, uh, you know uh, dogs can only walk on three legs on Tuesdays. That's a stupid law. Right, that's that doesn't make any sense, right? Because uh, it, it's it contradicts right reason and it's opposed to the moral order, right? Uh, otherwise, we're just making laws about anything. So the Catholic Church has actually said back in two thousand and three. I looked this up because I'm a nerd, but but back in two thousand three, that's um, uh, so. Whenever we're talking about civil liver, civil unions for homosexuals. Um, that union cannot be analogous uh, to those who are that to, to what is guaranteed in marriage, because the moral law or the uh, the civil laws actually have a duty to um, uphold and protect marriage because of its uh, because of its moral uh, because of its uh, what's it called its natural law order and all that stuff, and plus that it's the building marriage is a building block of society. That's how we have society in which we actually have to make laws. So. Uh, the uh, if anything, civil law has a duty to protect um, marriage specifically for those reasons, right? But to create a law that uh, makes uh, a civil union that is analogous to marriage uh, is making uh, a distinction without a difference. So if basically civil unions are exact same things as um, as marriages. Uh, then you're not actually protecting the state of marriage. You're actually putting uh, uh, um, uh, uh, putting into law something that is opposed to the natural order, uh, and then also creating a you know, we've we, we've definitely had this discussion on the, on the podcast before, creating a, a a standard by which you teach the community, right? 
that you teach because uh, laws do more than just prohibit or allow, but they teach. And so it teaches the community um, that the telos for sex isn't isn't fecundity and um, bonding, but rather just pleasure. You know, it's just pleasure. That's that's the whole telos for sex. And then that's uh, I mean, then we start to see some of the things that we're starting to see now: the idea of the thruple or the movement of pedophiles, which is weird that we're seeing. You know, this 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 type of stuff because laws actually teach something they don't just prohibit or um, allow um, and so uh, to whenever the catholic church talks about civil unions and i'm assuming i mean this is a very favorable read of pope francis's comment but he didn't really explain but um whenever the church or or talks about civil unions for homosexuals to protect their their rights um that's that's a thing you know uh, civil unions uh, in some kind of way should be um allowed to protect the rights uh, and dignity of uh, homosexual unions um, however that actually looks but it can't be it can't be analogous uh, to those guaranteed in marriage that's the distinction um, if you want to get nerdy about all this stuff what that looks like I have no idea because I'm not I'm not in civil law or any of that stuff um, I just dumped a whole lot but those are my thoughts did that make any sense I don't know. You lost me a little bit when you were pointing out the civil law part to the I I all the all the stuff on when we were talking about the the natural order of it made sense, but when you're talking about on how the civil part didn't make it a marriage or what was it that Yeah, so a civil like union Like a civil union. Right. It can't be analogous to a marriage cuz then what you're doing is you're creating a distinction without a difference. So, um why don't you explain for, that a little better? Examples of like a, a distinction without a difference would be like, I didn't lie. I just stretched the truth a little bit. That's a, that's a lie, <laughs> but you're making a distinction in your lie. With but there's no actual difference. You know, is that that's that's the idea. It's playing with it's playing with words, not realities. Right? There's no real distinction there. You just change the word that you use to describe that. And and what the church says um, in the, uh, and this was this is interesting because this was back in 2003. Obviously, that was uh, Pope John Paul II was pope, and this was put out by the um, Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith. Who um, any guesses of who the prefect was at the time? Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger. Oh yes, <laughs> so. I, you know I read something about that. Yeah, so so he was the prefect at the time, and he wrote this uh, that uh, John Paul II um, uh, um, ordered for publication. So, uh, um, and that's where they're talking about same-sex unions that in law um, have to be a real a real difference, uh, a protection of of um, inalienable rights. So something along the lines of like. Homosexual couples cannot be um, uh, cannot be uh, treated violently. Uh, you know they, they have a right to health care and you know those kinds of things, um, but not uh, the idea of they're identical with marriage. We're just calling them something different. Um, that's not what the church says is okay. Was well, that what they're still saying? Oh yeah. Or is that so what if it's been since this whole time? That's what it's been this whole time. So if Pope Francis is saying something different, uh, then he is um, going 
against uh, Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict, um, which, I mean, he can, but uh, he I wouldn't imagine him to do it in church teaching uh, because you do have that continuity of um, – like the continuity of faith uh, that that we have, um, because for him to do said thing like in, on a on a video or whatever or on a um, a documentary or whatever, that's not none of that's church teaching. That's just oh, what does Pope Francis think about the Yankees? You know, that's that's not um, that's not oh the you know the Pope says the Yankees look good this year, therefore they're going to win the World Series. That's not. That's not how that works, you know. This is um, this is just his thoughts or opinions on particular things versus actual church teaching. Um, an actual church teaching is going to be something like this from the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faithful, um, and something that uh, is is uh, officially taught in an official way, not at some interview. And that's, I think, a distinction people struggle with. Like the Pope can have opinions that aren't church teaching, and he can have opinions that are church teaching and then just not um, push them out of church teaching. Pope Benedict did that. Like uh, he wrote those books of uh, on Jesus of Nazareth, right, the three books that he wrote there. And in the uh, in, in the foreword or the, um, the preface, he says um, that these – he explicitly says because he wrote them as he was Pope – that uh, the theology that he's spitting forth here is not um, uh, an exercise of his magisterial authority. So he's not saying that these the, that these these books that he's putting out be, is becoming doctrine of the church. These are his theological insights, and they're useful for reflection and for drawing near to Christ to the extent that they help people. So it works the other way as well. So would we still be able to say that, I don't know, like, I don't know. Is there a modifier with civil marriage? Oh, not what are you talking about, modifier? Like, you know, because you're saying it's not real marriage even though you call it marriage. Right. Right. So is there some kind of thing where we call it civil marriage? or something? For same-sex so, unions? Yeah. Or that's even, a, that's... Or I don't know. Even like, do we, we don't, do we consider all, we don't consider all civil marriage is valid in the church right right because if they are um if they are between two catholics uh catholics have are obliged to the sacramental marriage and so the sacramental marriage takes place um over and beyond the natural marriage but to non-baptized people entering into a civil union that is a valid marriage um, because they are entering into something that exists apart from the Catholic Church and before the Catholic Church, namely the the, the union of marriage, the the institution of marriage, um, and so that's that's actually what's happening there. So, for for homosexual unions, they would have to be um, something that's created to protect the uh, inalienable rights of the people that are in, in that union. You know that might be something like healthcare or education or uh, protection from whatever, um, but that's not the same thing as uh, right to um, to children because they don't they don't they can't procreate. So it's that's you see what I'm saying? Like to no 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 you now say that a little better with the right to children. You mean to have to make children, right? To make children or adopt children. Um, so you're saying that the church. 
the church is against uh, same-sex couple adopting children? Yeah. Mm. Because it's a... Uh, um, because the the Catholic Church again, uh, we're talking about the natural law, and the Catholic Church is going to hold the um, the t- uphold the the reality of the natural law to its uh, to its telos, to its perfect end, right? And so, a child has an inalienable right to both a father and a mother, right? That is, and uh, that doesn't always work out because of sinful human fallen nature. But we don't set the norm as like it's we don't set the norm that uh, a child only has a right to a mother because a lot of times fathers suck, right? We don't do that. No, we set the norm as a child has a right to uh, both a father and a mother for their own um, uh, what full human development. You know, not a not a mother only or two mothers only or a father only or two fathers only, but um, but actual father and mother. Well, yeah, there's the right to, but like you said, it doesn't always work out that way. Right. So it's not like we condemn people that that. Um, That's more what I'm trying to point out. Right. Yeah, we don't we don't condemn the fallen nature of it all. You know, we we want, um, but we also don't put the fallen nature into law. That's the thing. That's the big distinction that that um, it's hard for people to understand. Because, yeah, sure, like, that's the same reason why we're against the legalized abortion. Because this idea of, like, yeah, sure, it happens. And if, you, if we, um, if we le- illegal, if we make it illegal, it's still going to happen and it's going to be dirty. That's like the whole, um, the whole argument, right? Uh, but the church says, yeah, but you're still making, you're, you're still making legal something that is, that is gravely immoral, something that is opposed to the fundamental right of the dignity and life of the human person. Uh, and so we have to be opposed to that particular thing. Uh, anytime that we're making rules or making laws that are opposed to the full human development of a person or that are um, creating pathways for uh, – or, or teaching that, that this is going to be um, – that less than full human development or less than the ideal is is good, then um, we oppose those things. Mm, I don't know. I the way my perspective kind of is very like, you know, you're just if you want to make it different, <laughs> you call it gay marriage because that's the way people refer to it. And then I know right. a lot of people say. Don't call it gay marriage. It's just marriage. And then they go, you know, I didn't go to the gay grocery store. I went to the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> you know, and I understand that. Yeah. But there are certain things that you say you're married and you're gay married. Or you don't really say gay married, but you will say gay marriage and marriage and because they're a little different and you know one from the other. Like hey, there's porn, and then there's gay porn. So. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Because if you say this guy was watching porn, you go, oh, okay. But then you say, oh, this guy was watching gay porn, and then you go, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um. Because if you did have a priest that was watching porn, you're like, well, 
I'll have to look low, not unhighly on you. <laughs> this does not look good for your character, but right. gay porn. And then you're like, oh, way to work in those stereotypes, huh? <laughs> good job, buddy. So what would the – other than the name of being like gay marriage versus regular marriage, what would be the distinction? Oh, you mean other than the fact that they're gay? Right, because like, uh, the civil union the, – would the civil union be identical to the rights of marriage? Oh, like what, what rights are we talking about? Rights of marriage is uh, rearing children um, – uh, I guess that that's primarily the natural right, rearing children, and uh, what is what else is the natural right of marriage? I uh, see this is where I'm there where where I'm not useful. Um, like because the way I'm looking at it is if we look at it in more of a real world situation of right. the fact of all those things that we talked about before, like hospital visits, or right. the fact that you know if you have you know Jane and Jane. New Jane and old Jane. And uh, <laughs> I say that because that was my, my aunt <laughs> was with a girl named Jane. Oh, my aunt's gay. and <laughs> But she was with a girl named Jane. Oh, and you know what's funny, too, is we didn't, you know, we joked that she was gay because she's kind of gay. And we're like, oh, <laughs> she's kind of gay. <laughs> well, she's kind of butch and stuff. And oh, you know, gotcha, she'll watch, yeah. like, women's golf and things like that. So, but when we were kids... You know, teenagers or something, and you go, ha, ha, she's so gay. You go, and then, <laughs> and then she's gay. <laughs> and then you get to a certain age where you're like, wait a second, she is gay. Wait a second. How did I not realize this? I mean, yeah. at 13, I should have been smarter, or 15, I should have been smarter, but somehow now it clicks in. Like she and her roommate shared a bed. <laughs> How did I not know that? How did I miss that? <laughs> Boy, do I feel yeah. stupid. That's funny. So it was kind of one of those things. But um, she was dating a girl named Jane. And they broke up. And then ended up civil marrying another girl named Jane. Are you and kidding me? That, yes. And then what's wow. funny is there's that show... The New Adventures of Old Christine. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of it? I have heard of it, yeah. Yeah, well, one of the points of the show is Clark Gregg's character, he divorced Julie Louise Dreyfus's character. She's Old Christine. And it's kind of a joke because she's an older lady, but apparently he ends up getting together with a new girl named Christine, who's much younger. So, But he'll refer to her as New Christine. <laughs> but he doesn't really refer to her as old Christine as much other than that's her name in the title. But right. what's funny is he'll say new Christine. And <laughs> so I would go, Oh, new Jane. New Jane. It's <laughs> messed up. Oh, man. that's okay. I don't really see them ever, but, <laughs> but it was like new Jane and old Jane. Because it'd be like, oh yeah, when we went to Hawaii back in 1993, we stayed with, with you know, my aunt Lisa and old Jane, and old Jane. Except for now, it's new Jane. Well, that's a different. Yeah, see. Um, I don't know. Uh, what was I pointing out? Oh, but 
What I was just saying is, you know, like, if you're, quote-unquote, married, you know, I would like that civilly or something like that. Like, you know, if someone died and then all your property goes to that person. Like, if you died, GV is now sole heir of everything, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or... Hope the other way. If she dies, you'd get everything because now you'd get more things. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if then if you died and she got your stuff, that's not much. <laughs> no, it's not much. No, I don't have stuff. I don't have things, but I don't need her things. No, exactly. but you know, you know stuff like that. It's just you know. You know, like you living in a house together, then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, it was really under this person's name. So guess what? It goes to their third cousin because you guys aren't married. Yeah. Certain things like that. The hospital stuff, like I said. Right. You know, any of those things, you know, like renting a car, you know, I've rented a car and they're like, oh, if you put another driver on it, you got to pay for this. If not... And you get in an accident with someone who's not you driving it. Now you're going to pay full price and blah, 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 blah. But, like, literally what was funny is Lisa and I rented a car, like, on our honeymoon. And it's like, well, can this person drive? I want to do this. And then they're like, oh, you guys are married. Who cares? Oh, really? That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of at that point. Now, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's your husband? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, all that stuff that Lisa puts in her name and that I'm driving everywhere. Right, right. And it's, it's all identical. because, yeah, we're like considered, it's like, you know. Because if she, if she gets sued, they're suing you too? I guess, whatever the case is, but just little things like that. So if a gay couple, a gay married couple, go on a road trip and one wants to drive, you know, they'll have to register it as if you and I got on it, in a, you know, did the car. I actually didn't know that my wife and I didn't have to register at um, separately. Anytime we like, re- like if she registers, she puts me down as a driver. Yeah, but does she pay extra? If if they charge us. No, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, I think they put my name on, but they were very much like, oh yeah, it's not like we have to pay extra. Oh, would you have to pay extra if it was you and me? I think so. Oh really? I didn't know that. I could be, this could be totally wrong. There's probably, well, we don't have a lot of listeners, but if we did, they'd be like, <laughs> I work at Enterprise and shaking their fists. All right, you got it all wrong. You got it all wrong. That's not how we operate. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. Um, I could be wrong, but let's say it's, uh, well, let's say it's that. But, you know, just those things are my point. And like we said, with the, you know, even with the adoption, I'm I'm in that camp where I say I don't right. see if they're good parents, they're good parents. Now I think, you know, what is the what is the thing? If all things being equal, that a heterosexual father and mother family unit would be the most ideal. And what's it called and of course then you get the people who will go well yeah but what if they're drug addicts and blah right, blah right. blah, what blah. About these and then particular it's like cases? Right. yeah and then i go i just said all things being equal right you know so that's the case because that's the whole thing of children need positive role models in a male and female setting and that's why we have so many problems in our society because there are way too many single parent households 
and there aren't enough positive father figures for a lot of you know um children especially young boys growing up and you know yeah. and it's usually in in a poorer families and stuff and that's the setup and then the problem is if you have a poorer family or whatnot you get the mother trying to raise their children or her children and because she's doing it herself you know she's out with two jobs and blah 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 and now not only do they have no father figure and then they have a very limited mother figure right and that ends up being like the grandma raising them because the mom's busy working and the dad's not there so that's the case and then when you sit there and say hey these young men need fathers out there or and that's why they're causing trouble or whatnot and then of course then you get people on tv you know, who was that? I saw Sherry Shepard said that once on The View. And she's like, well, I'm a single mother. So does this mean my child's going to be a terrible, you know, gangbanger or something? Or, you know, getting into all this trouble? And I'm like, no, Sherry Shepard, you have money. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the case. Because I guess, you know, but that's the point is, you know, she'll sit there and say, well, I have my black son who has no father. And it'll be like the statistics of other young black boys who don't have fathers who usually get into, you know, trouble. And so I'm like, no, don't look at that way. And then like how I think of most celebrities or whatever, they always internalize and say, oh, so you're saying this. Right. Like right. like when you Everything say, becomes oh, a personal look. attack. Yeah, exactly. Like when you say, hey, look, statistics show that older people are more likely to die of COVID, especially if they have other circumstances, you know. Right. And then you get people writing in and go, well, well, screw you just because I'm 60 and I have asthma, so it's okay for me to die. No, who said that? Nobody said that. It's just more likely that people like that would die. I never said it's acceptable that you die, Valerie Bertinelli. But, <laughs> and I understand, like, it's the, one of those things where it's like, you know, all things, you know, the ideal thing is to have the father and the mother. But, like we were pointing out, it doesn't always work out that way. Or, And I'd rather have a nice gay couple raising children than a crappy heterosexual couple raising children. But if the, um, but if the, the fundamental purpose of law is to uphold and protect the um, uh, the society, um, then to put in action laws that are contrary to um, the aim of society is to actually lessen society. It's to actually um, uh, there are uh, it's lowering the standard. It's saying that it's okay that you know everybody smokes weed and um, uh, has sex with anybody that they want to, regardless of age, gender, or species. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not it's, it's not that one in real fast. <laughs> you know, that's it's that's uh, that that's the purpose of law is the the purpose of law is to uphold these things and to um yeah to to not back down because people want a thing you know that's that's the problem i think anyway that's just that's just me trying to make sense of of the church and all this stuff
right, so what do we think everybody's going to freak out about? Well, I think we're going to have two camps here. I think we're going to have a lot of people that are like, oh, cool, the church is changing their stance on, on gay marriage. Uh, and I think they're going to freak out that um, that the church isn't st- changing her stance on gay marriage. And, and I think the other side of it is you're going to have uh, rad trads freaking out and just having more am- ammunition of saying, like, the pope is a heretic or um, that's uh, – Rad trads? Rad trads. Uh, um uh, radical traditionalists. Oh, yeah, those people who are like you know barely accept the Second Vatican Council or Mass in English. Oh well, those um, people are already messed up. <laughs> well, they're seeking holiness, so they're not messed up. <laughs> but they uh-huh. uh, oftentimes uh, don't like Pope Francis because he is extraordinarily unclear in matters that are clear church teaching. Um, and I don't know. I can see that he's trying to draw people to the church, uh, but oftentimes he he is pushing people that are in the church um, to uncomfortable levels, which often, which I think people in the church should be pushed to uncomfortable levels because that's how we grow. Um, right. But whenever some things are explicitly taught in the church and he doesn't clarify, that does you know makes it difficult. For us, as uh, you know, just think about it. Us as catechists to teach, right? I think it's good because a lot of that, you know, the stuff that I read in the article that went with the news thing was pointing out on how, you know, on how the church has always been very, you know, pro loving our, you know, our homosexual family members or you know members of the human family, you know. And that we've always been like this, even though, you know, not every person is that. So when we say the church may have a stance, not every parishioner has that stance, you know. So I'm glad it it pointed those things out. And I hope that this is something that shows that, you know, we are kind of, I don't know, somewhat having a different. I don't want to say like evolving with the times because I feel like, well, we kind of is. But it's, you know, but we're really also also not changing so right. it's like it's the church is always retroactive or retro um or the church is responsive it's not proactive right uh because we don't um uh, and that's that's going on to to like your point before about all those loopholes or whatever right it was like <laughs> it was like the church is responding to people saying like well isn't this good enough isn't this good enough and the church is like well no <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the thing, and then, uh, but the whole point is that like the what's good enough is Christ. Christ is what's good enough, and uh, we are aiming towards that union, towards that uh, towards that perfection, and so all the laws, everything that we have in our society. Um, all the things that we do as persons, all the things that we own, all the things we take in inter- interaction with ourselves should be moving us towards that end or that we should allow those things into our lives that's moving us towards that end, the perfection of Christianity, the, the um, being he must increase and I must decrease, right? But um, but we don't condemn one another whenever we um, struggle making it there. Whenever we struggle uh, um, uh, uh, being the 
being Jesus because you know what we Jesus might live in me, but I am a weak and broken sinner, and so like I have a hard time letting go. Just like the rich man, you know, like the rich man uh, had a hard time of letting go of his wealth. I have a hard time of letting go of particular things, right? And so that's that's sin, and that's something that I'm dealing with in my life um, that doesn't make me less of a person. It doesn't make me unvalued by God, uh, but the the uh, what I ought to to do and what I strive to do is a first recognize it as sin because sometimes that's difficult, and then b um, uh, strive after Jesus in spite of those things and try to fight those things that are in my life uh, that aren't ordered towards Christ. Um, more than I actually am, rather than walking away from Christ sad, like the rich man. Yeah, it's uh, the church is really good of like, this isn't good enough for everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the bar is always too high. Well, the bar is Jesus. Yeah, that's the we thing. took his name. And it's too high. <laughs> Jesus is up there. He's, yeah. It's too high. You can't get there. People do. There's heroic virtue. There's nope. there's saints. Not good enough. <laughs> well, you know, that's the whole thing. Because if the bar was low, then we'd be like, hey, see how well we did that? Yeah. yeah but then that becomes a... Uh, uh, that becomes an, uh, an offense to the, the nature of Christ. We're calling ourselves a little Christ, and we're sitting in the bar, and... You know, trying to pick up this chick while we're married at home or whatever, you know. Oh. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the, like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I was baptized on such and such whatever, and I can I can do whatever I want. You know, that's that's not that's not Christianity. Christianity is, is about taking on the name Christ. That's, that's what we're trying to do. That's why we're called Christians. Little Jesuses. Little Jesuses. All right, Fold, uh, if you want to... Hit us up on the Instagrams and the Facebookings and the, all the social medias. Let us know. Please rate and review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever you listen to us on. Yeah, please give us more stars so people can find us. <laughs>